You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Alright guys, I wanted to take a quick minute to tell you guys about our Amazon affiliate link. Our new Amazon affiliate link is peerpleasurepodcast.com slash Amazon. That's going to give us 4% of everything you buy through that link on Amazon and it costs you nothing more than just buying your purchases. And it just gives us 4%, which is awesome, helps us keep the lights on, and we really, really appreciate the continued support. Once again, that Amazon affiliate link, go and bookmark it now, peerpleasurepodcast.com slash Amazon. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another week of Peer Pleasure with Dewey Halpus. I am Dewey, your host with the most, bringing you more great content week after week after week here on Adobe Radio and Jabberjaw Media, iTunes, everywhere podcasts are available. And uh, we're glad to be part of the Jabberjaw and Adobe families, bringing you great content week after week. This week, again is no exception to that rule. We have a living legend on the show today, Mr. Keith Morris, founding member of Black Flag, The Circle Jerks, and Off most recently. And Off is a band that's been on my radar for a while. They are fantastic. Uh, if you haven't heard Off, it's all capitals, O-F-F and exclamation mark. They're on Spotify. You can check them out everywhere. That, that Those records are just fantastic all the way through. Just like his other stuff, you know, his stuff with Black Flag, his stuff with Circle Jerks is just really raw and brutal. And uh, Off has some amazing music videos. They're more theatrical. Some of them have Jack Black. Um, I mean, the concepts are amazing and the acting is hilarious. And uh, we talk about a little bit on the episode working with Jack Black and and, uh, how Keith's working on a movie and all that. Um, but you need to check out those videos. They're on YouTube. They are absolutely hilarious. There's skydiving involved and blood and guts and bear attacks. It's uh, it's pretty great. There's a scene where Keith looks up uh, and basically his one of his main lines is, I'm going to kill that fucking bear. And the way he says it is just so believable and uh you know, absolutely hilarious, and, and we talk about that too. So uh, we are on PeerPleasurePodcast.com. We are on Instagram. We are on Twitter. Definitely check us out on there. Um, definitely send us some feedback. I've gotten a lot of guest uh, requests, 
and been able to accommodate most of them uh, and a few more on the way um, coming up, you know, in the next few weeks. So uh, if you sent those guest requests and I've responded to you, let you know if those guests are coming on or not. Um, but we've had some good luck. So hopefully that good fortune continues. Uh, but definitely drop us a line at peerpleasurepod at gmail.com and let us know what you think. If you have guest ideas, if you have questions, comments, concerns, anything at all, shoot us, uh, shoot us an email there. And definitely don't forget to rate and subscribe on iTunes. That really helps us out. And seeing those numbers grow you know, day after day, week after week, I mean, the show is growing. And uh, I'm really seeing you guys are enjoying what you're hearing because I'm getting a lot of people coming back and telling me that they've listened to every episode, which really feels great because uh, we put a lot of work into this show. We do, you know, uh, it's it's not a full-time job, but it's getting close. <laughs> it's the bigger it gets, the more it requires, the more, you know, the, the bigger the guests, the, the smaller the schedule um, to be able to fit that in. So with family and, and work and everything else, it's, uh, it's quite an undertaking, and I appreciate all that feedback and love having you guys week after week. Super stoked to have Keith Morris on the show today, a living legend again on the show. Um, you know, it feels great to be able to add him to the roster of guests. And uh, we had a blast talking. Keith is his own man, and uh, I knew that going into this interview. And, uh, you know, we had, a, we had a good time. So I hope you guys enjoy it. So without further ado, uh, let's get into my conversation with Keith Morris from Black Flag, The Circle Jerks, and Off. Yeah, so so Keith Morris from Off, uh, also Black Flag and the Circle Jerks, um, on the Peer Pleasure Podcast. How are you, Keith? Um, I'm uh, I'm I'm okay. Uh, one of the guys in my band um, has a habit of asking me how I'm doing, and I'll say I'm okay, and he'll say, "Well, that means you're doing really well." <laughs> um, and so um, I, I'm I'm doing. Uh, about as well as somebody that's coming down with whatever shit's going around. Now, am I allowed to use uh, exotic four-letter words? You can use anything. Yes, Adobe is uh, internet streaming, so you can say whatever you want. There's no FCC involved. Okay. Yeah, it's absolutely okay. free, free, open conversation. That's the only reason I, 
I allowed it to go to radio as if it would go to radio that was not censored by the FCC. So okay, because it's a pain in the ass to go through and edit all that shit out. So okay, know. so um, let let's compile a list of stuff that we want to talk about and converse about. Okay, um, my favorite color underwear. I like magenta on a on a lady. Okay. Now on a guy, I could really care less because <laughs> I normally I'll get the three pack of boxer shorts for five ninety nine, you know, in the hope that maybe they're some kind of plaid or maybe someday discover my uh, uh, my Scottish clans tartan like <laughs> a pair of boxers with 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 my tartan would be. That would be. I, I would think that would be kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, I am a. Uh, I am a Caldwell. I also play in a band with another Scottish boy, and I call him boy because uh, if you looked at his diet, you would say just maybe better than a twelve-year-old, thirteen-year-old. <laughs> um, but that would be Stephen Shane McDonald. Uh, he and his brother, they're McDonald's. That's the McDonald's are one of the largest uh, clan families. See, and they're MC, and most of the McDonald clans are MAC. Yeah. So you know, they're they're. I actually uh, went looking for Stephen's family's tartan. And couldn't find it because there were like 500 of them. Jesus. Yeah. Man. Okay, so now we're, we're, we're talking about favorite color underwear and all of those things, and we get sidetracked. See, I'm uh, also, I, I've been just slightly scrolling on, um, not trolling, but scrolling on uh, Facebook. Uh-huh. And here's D- Donald Trump Jr., um, calling that hospital story. You do know about the hospital story. He's calling it fake news, you know, and it's like they're, they, they, all of these guys are going to get proven to be uh, even bigger crooks than what they've been called so far. We've got to keep our fingers crossed. Um, are we allowed to talk politics? Absolutely. Um, are we al- allowed to talk about ugly, unhappening, uh, unhappy people? Or uh, that all of these people that, um, actually, if, if, uh, say a guy, say a guy of the stature of, uh, Joseph, Joseph, uh, Stalin showed up, he would round up all of these people and they would be, um, buried in the forest under yep. the snow. In the or, Arctic. Uh, or, yeah, or, you know, uh, because here in America, we, we have a lot of like, desert type space you know and if they were to ever go out there and start digging around just there are probably millions of bodies buried out there in the desert Uh, but we we have these uh people that uh i i guess they've been and, and calling them people is the wrong word to use they've been placed here to to make as many people's lives as miserable and make people unhappy and maybe that's how these other uh the other ones um find pleasure and happiness in in creating chaos and just ruining people's lives Mm -hmm. 
So we 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 actually um, my my uh, when I'm uh, campaigning to be the next president, uh, I would let everybody know there, there's going to be a lot of explaining to do. There will be a lot of bloodshed. You know, we're not barbaric, but at, at a certain point, because there there are people out there that might not understand anything, but like. Uh, medieval times and uh, Neanderthal type action. Um, you know, there's the scene in Pulp Fiction where Ving Rhames says, "I'm going to get all medieval on your ass." Yep. Um, we we actually the problem that we have is the people that need that to happen to them aren't having that happen to them. It's happening to all of these other people who just want to live their lives, just just want to be good people, whether they're religious, whether they're non-religious, whether they're Muslims, whether they're Christians, whether they're Catholics or Presbyterian or Lutheran or Jehovah's Witnesses or uh, Scientologists. You know, the, the majority of us, I just think, just want to live our lives. We want to have a good time when, when the opportunity presents itself. Um, yes, we do want to work and earn a living, you know, and, and, and pay for what we need to have to survive and not be fucked with. You know, just leave us alone. Sure. You know, get out of my life. I don't need you breathing down my neck. Um, but that would be getting back to uh, what Joseph Stalin did at the beginning of the Russian Revolution when they removed the royal family. Um, we, we have all of these political families who have absolutely no business whatsoever being anywhere near what they're doing. And, and what, what we would do is um, there, w- there was a plot to blow up Air Force Two over Chicago O'Hare Airport. Now, why would anybody want to blow up a big 747 jet over one of the busiest airports in the world? You know, what would happen? You know, you're they're obviously not thinking it through because they don't care about all of the casualties. Absolutely. We have these people, we have these people that are in place that don't care about the casualties. Oh, it doesn't affect me. So, yeah, go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. You know. So, consequently, you know, now we're uh, we have this fire lit under our asses, and they're telling us, well, that's the terrorists that are lighting the fire under your ass. Mm-hmm. You know. So now we're scared of these people that. They don't want to do anything to us. Yeah. You know, that that all of these terrorist organizations, they live in the hills over in the Middle East and live in caves and live in cities where they can't come and go. And, you know, like, okay. You know, so now we have all of that stuff. Everybody's um, angry about all of that mm-hmm. without understanding the situation. You know, without letting it get any deeper than that. But um, me as president, uh, parents are going to have to be doing a little bit more parenting because 
some of their load is going to be lightened by the fact that um, all of the people that haven't been paying taxes, they're going to be paying taxes. And it's not a matter of, no, you, you get to tell the IRS what you earned a, a certain year. No, we're going we're gonna to do like the state of California. If you owe money, we're just going to we're going to go into your bank account and we're going to take whatever we want to take and we'll fold our arms and you being the person that you you are if you want to argue and fight with us in court hire a lawyer start spending all of that kind of money and be prepared because uh we, we can we can pay off a judge just as easily as you can fight fire with fire uh, let it get ugly. The, 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 the parenting would be uh, the parents in their SUV or whatever vehicle they're driving with the children in the back, and they're strapped in their safety seats, and the little children are pointing at the carcasses that are hanging from, uh, like, lampposts, mm-hmm. uh, street signs. Like, what happened to him? What happened to her? Why'd they do that to her? And and the parents get to say, well, uh, what they're doing is they're um, setting an example. They're letting you know that be a good person. Do the right thing. Know the difference between wrong and right. Because those are the people that didn't care about any of that stuff. Oh, you can't do that. That's too primitive. We, we can't go back to that. Um, and that's the reason we're in the situation that we're in. With all of the arrogant, elitist, uh, self-entitled, me-before-yous. They've never known the other side. Did, did, did I go on a long enough spiel there? <laughs> that was actually the only question I had written down. What would happen if you were president? <laughs> okay. Um, uh, of course, um, we would uh, change up the prison system. Uh, there, there won't be any 16, 17, 18-year-old kids in prison because they got busted with a joint. How fucking ridiculous is that? It's absolutely ridiculous. And it's at our expense. Yep. It's like, are you kidding? Also, <clears throat> big proponent of the death penalty. How evil and wicked is that? Yeah. Oh, God, I'm so bad. There I use that word, God. Yeah, I can't, I can't use that word. I got I to gotta retract that statement. <laughs> I'm just so bad. How how dare you? How could you? Uh, I, I will cite two examples. Okay. Both of them being uh, like um, here within the last, I would say, three to four years. Here in my community, I, I, I live in the uh, beautiful city, county of Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And it goes and it goes and it goes to the ocean and to the mountains and to the desert. And if it could, it would go all the way down to Mexico. And the guy feeds his three children, feeds them breakfast, takes them downstairs, puts them in their safety seats, buckles them in, 
locks the doors. Of course, he's not sitting in the SUV. He's pouring lighter fluid on the SUV, and then he sets it on fire. And he stands there and he watches his three children burn to death. Yeah, you know, um, you, you don't have an excuse. Mm-hmm. There, There's no excuse in the world, in the galaxy, in all of the other galaxies out there. Because we're not the only living life form amongst all of the planets and the stars. Anyways, getting back to the guy who uh, kills his three children, mm-hmm. um, you know, we'll, we'll have a certain um, branch of the population that'll say, well, while he's in prison, he'll study religion and he'll get God and that'll make him a good person. And so he can tell all of the other prisoners about what he did and then that way they can all become... Uh, born-again Christians, or they can love Jesus and God and Mary and all of the characters that, you know, followed the invisible man around in in the, in H.G. Wells' uh, uh, book, The Invisible Man. Mm-hmm. No, I'm, I'm sorry, but um, I, I, I don't need to know why you killed your three kids. There's no reason, absolutely no reason whatsoever for you to have killed your three kids. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to send you on your merry way. No, we're not going to give you a sucker. We're not going to give you the little prize and tell you to skip down the sidewalk. You get to go wherever you're going to go after whatever happens to you uh, in reincarnation or whatever you believe in, where you go, if you go to heaven or hell, or if, you, if you're living that while you're on earth. No, you get to, you get to, you get to go hang out with whoever you're going to hang out with, mm-hmm. uh, not on our tip. The, the second case um, is the gentleman who decides that his life isn't worth living, now we're talking suicide, which is a very horrible thing in itself. Yep. You know, and how do you get to the bottom of suicide uh, unless you're talking to a survivor? Um, but the guy parks his trucks. He parks his truck on the train tracks. Oh, I'm just going to sit here and the train's going to hit me and I'm going to, whatever happens to me is what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the uh, lights start flashing and the bell starts ringing. The, the train is getting closer. And then he discovers that he can't drive his truck off the track. He has a He has his second thought. He has, maybe he has a moment of clarity. Like this is this isn't what I want to happen, but he he can't move his truck, and when the train hits the truck, it kills fifty people and injures like another hundred and twenty. These figures could be a little bit skewered; they could be off by five or ten people, but that's pretty much what happened, and. My I scratch my head uh, and, and and then tell myself, you 
uh, you're responsible for a lot of lives, and there, there really is, um, you were going to commit suicide, and this is the way that you chose to commit suicide. Mm-hmm. Granted, we're talking about suicide, which is an ugly subject. Absolutely. But you dragged like another 170 people into your situation, Mm -hmm. some of whom didn't even walk away. Um, Yeah, we're we're not taking you downtown. You know, we're we're not going to go through any kind of long, lengthy court process. We're not going through any of that. Uh, you get to go wherever you're going to go. Now, of course, this makes me look like an extremely soulless, gutless, heartless, brainless, evil person. But at, at a certain point, there there's... Uh, uh, what, what 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 I would think is, you know, we've we've we're part of this dumb down, but at, at a certain point we got to put our foot down and just say enough, no, no more ridiculous, stupid stuff like some of the stuff that's been going on. Mm-hmm. So as president, yeah, I, I I'm not going to tell the state what to do. That's up to the state. If the if the state wants to be like Texas, unfortunately, that's sad, you know, uh, they, let's put down a, um, uh, uh, a person with Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, now you can argue about that. Uh, I, would, I would argue in favor of not putting the person down with sin, you, you know, putting down the person with Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, uh, me being president, I would be pro. Um, I, I'm also pro-choice. I'm also pro-life. Uh, but when it comes to pro-life, if you want more kids on this planet, be prepared to to foot the bill, to cover the costs. Um, so here I am, pro-death pro-life, pro-choice, and that's basically what it boils down to, mm-hmm. pro-choice. You know, um, the, the, we're, we're, we're seeing all of these just really cruddy, scuzzy, uh, well-dressed slime balls making these decisions that are going to affect millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of people. Mm-hmm. And they're not even really qualified to make the, the kinds of decisions that they're making. But I was looking at this photo of the Trump brothers, and it's just like they're the epitome of what we've become. Like, why would you want to, looking at these guys, they look like just, yeah, the, the, the comment says they are not even people. And uh, I guess that gets to my point of the uh, eliminating um, these uh, 
heartless human beings and removing them and um, making examples of them. You know, walk a walk a walk a good path. Be a good person. Have a good soul. Have a good heart. Um, you know, everybody's going to go to school. Everybody's going to learn a few things. Mm-hmm. Um, we're we're we've got to um, hammer home the fact that your people, your relatives, who play a big role in in your upbringing. have to do a really great job. You know, we we need more common sense. We need more goodness, you know? Yeah, absolutely agree. Um also, um that that guy that runs the NRA? Yeah. Yeah, you're you're not going to want to see what happens to him. <laughs> he he's going he's going to go hunting, but he's not going to have any bullets in his gun. All of his friends, they're they're gonna they're gonna go hunting with him. They're not gonna have. In fact, they're gonna they're they're gonna be sent into the cave where the bears are hibernating. Hand you know, to hand. What, hap- what 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 happens when you uh, piss off a a bear, a sleeping bear? Yeah. We hear about the sleeping dragon and the sleeping monster. We would we what would what would happen is we would start reading more headlines about sleeping bears being awakened. Absolutely, that's it. God. You need to write a second book. You need to write a second book on this subject. Well, I know because it makes me look like an asshole and a total freak and but it's an honest. idiot and yeah, it's uh, honest. you know. Uh, I know that we need more honesty in the world, but at the same time, um, I actually have been asked to write a second book. Uh, of course, when the book company asks you to write a, a book, they want a proposal. Yep. Like, well, what are you, what are you, what are you going to be talking about in your book? What are the stories you're going to be writing about in your book? So. Um, yeah, that's a hurdle. I'm also trying to write a movie. Really? And, and I'm having a difficult time because, um, you know, it has to be written in a certain way. Yeah. Uh, I, I just uh, had a sit-down meeting with Jack Black, and I, I'd actually had two meetings. Over the course of two meetings, I explained to him my movie, and he uh-huh. said, you know, you're when you get ready to sit in front of, like, um, Movie companies, yeah, Paramount, or you know, something. when you get ready to, yeah, when you get ready to sit in front of the Paramounts and the Universals and the Foxes and uh, the Warner Brothers and all of these different companies, you're not going to have three hours of their time. Yeah, you you're going to have, you might you might luck out and have uh, an hour of their time. Yeah. So he was he was telling me uh, the first thing you get to do is create, uh, I guess, what is called a synopsis. It's like a two-page quick read, 15, 10, 15-minute 15 read. Yep. He said, you've got to do that first. Then you've got to write your story. And then you've got to write the script. And when you're ready to present your script, you better, it better be 
um, flawless. It better be all ready to go. It better be um, what you exactly what you want it to be. What's going on, guys? This is Dewey from Peer Pleasure, and I want to tell you about our newest sponsor, DistroKid. DistroKid distributes your music across all online platforms. They are an amazing company. I've enjoyed working with them the last few weeks, and they're going to be with us for a while, and I really, really appreciate that. I love working with great companies, and DistroKid is one of them. Uh, they have an awesome thing they're doing right now called Splits. Now, if you're working, as most people are, online, doing collaborations with people from all over the country, all over the world, as easy as that is with the internet, uh, you want to get those people paid when you put that music online. And splits can do that. You can add an unlimited amount of collaborators to any track. You can change the splits at any time. You can add or remove collaborators at any time. You can see previous splits. And all your collaborators are going to have to do is sign up for a DistroKid membership, a DistroKid account, so they can get paid. And as always, DistroKid never takes a cut. You and your collaborators get 100% of the earnings in total. A couple other awesome things that they do is they set up an official artist YouTube channel. Uh, you can use Spotify Canvas, synced lyrics, promo card to promote your release on social media, a mini video for your socials as well. There's just so many awesome things about using DistroKid. And like I said, I don't advertise things I don't use, haven't signed up for. I have signed up for this. It is a breeze, literally a breeze. And you can get going right away. So definitely check out DistroKid. And I want to give you 30% off your first year's DistroKid membership at any level. That is distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP for Peer Pleasure Podcast. Once again, that is 30% off your first year's DistroKid membership at any level. Distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP. Go check out DistroKid right now. Distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP for 30% off. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. Hello out there. Yes, hello out there, everyone. I'm Hal Schwartz. And I'm Flynn McClain. Together, we host None But the Brave, a podcast dedicated to the music and career of Bruce Springsteen. Bruce and E Street Band are on tour right now for the first time in six years, and we're taking a detailed look at what's happening on stage in our bi-weekly episodes. We've also been recently joined by some very exciting guests, including rock journalist Warren Zanes and Stephen Hyden, Backstreet's Magazine founder Charles Cross, and Barstool's Kirk Menahan. If you're a diehard Springsteen fan, this is the show for you. So please subscribe to Nimba the Brave on your favorite podcasting platform, and we hope to see you further on up the road. Thank you so much! We'll be seeing you! Hey guys, this is Dewey from Peer Pleasure, and I wanted to tell you about Premium Pleasure, our premium subscription service that's available now. Peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm is the website 
There's three tiers, tier one, tier two, and tier three. Tier one is $5 a month. It gets you the ad-free experience. Tier two gets you access to the Peer Pleasure Passcast. It gets you access to the videos of the interviews. It gets you merch discounts. Tier three is $20 a month. That gets you all of that. It gets you the past cast, gets you the video footage, discounts on merchandise, and monthly Zoom calls with myself and other guests. We're going to have all kinds of stuff in there for you. There's all kinds of stuff in there for you now. There is, uh, I believe, 30 to 40 videos of these interviews. There is uh, multiple episodes of the past cast. The past cast is a podcast that I'd started separately that is me and another podcaster or me and a guest. Uh, discussing a deep dive into their favorite episode of Peer Pleasure. Um, so there's a bunch of those on there. So so-and-so and I would talk about the Chino Moreno episode. So-and-so and I would talk about uh, the Yvette Young episodes. And we would do a deep dive and tell where they came from, how we got the guest, stories of uh, that weren't discussed on the podcast or maybe weren't in there. Um, it's just another glimpse behind the curtain. So that's the big deal with this premium service is giving you a glimpse behind the curtain of how the podcast is made, gives you access to things I'm doing and things that we're doing with the show, um, gives you, you know, ad free stuff. It gives you just all kinds of of things that we could throw in there to help make it a valuable part of your month, because I put everything out there on this show. I put everything I have into this show. Um, so being able to give you guys that little bit of extra is a big deal to me and having your support is a big deal to me because if we don't support our artists and creatives, we're not going to have any left. So I appreciate it. Peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm is the website. Go sign up today and get some of this premium pleasure. That would make sense because you got, I mean, you have no time. I was going to bring up Jack Black on this podcast with you because that music video you did with him, that scene where you, st- <laughs> I was at work and I had my headphones on and I'm watching this thing and where you sit up and you say, I'm going to kill that fucking bear. I busted up laughing my ass off. That was an amazing video. And I was thinking like Jack Black, how does he know Jack Black? And then I was thinking, I was like trying to tie things together, but I mean, it was shot so well. I was going to ask if you were going to do some kind of a movie or had done film work before because those music videos are brilliant for off. I don't know who, if you've been writing them, who's been writing the the treatments for those. But, I mean, I just went through one right after the other. And absolutely phenomenal. Well, thank you. Um, we're very fortunate that we, being the, uh, the ages that we are, yeah. we've rubbed elbows and met a lot of these people. They know who we are. Some of them are young enough to have grown up with some of the other music that I was a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew Jack through his wife, who is a triplet's uh, oldest sister of the triplets. You know, yeah. there, 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 there's a first baby born, which makes it the oldest whether it be by a minute, two minutes, six minutes, 15 minutes, half an hour. Yep. Um, so uh, I went out with the oldest of the Hayden triplets. That would be Charlie Hayden's daughters. Um, and one of his daughters is married to Jack Black. And it's like I read all of these comments. Maybe I spend too much time paying attention to what people think. 
mm-hmm. about like me or what I'm involved with or what Off does, our music, our videos, or what have you. Oh, they work with Jack Black. They're sellouts. Jack Black worked with us because he wanted to work with us, yeah. and he is. You, you're not going to meet a more stand-up character. Yeah, so he's so he's an actor, and sometimes he's over the top. Sometimes that's uh, required of him. Yeah, you know, to to be the kung fu panda or to be the school of rock or you know whatever character he's playing, the nacho cheese guy, the the burrito bouncer or what <laughs> what have you. Nacho um, libre. But yes, he. Um, reads the scripts, and says, yes, I'll be there. Yeah. And what, what happens after that, uh, I, I have no idea. You know, I, don't, uh, I do know that um, these videos that we've made have been made on shoestring budgets, and we've worked with some really great people. And the reason these people work with us is because they love us. We're part of a community. We're, we're part of a creative community. Um, we, we've worked with David Foley, who is one of the members of Kids in the Hall. Uh-huh. Yep. I one, know him. He's in one of the One of the greatest, one of the greatest things to come out of Canada, besides SCTV. Agreed. And uh, Loverboy. Just kidding. Just, when I say Loverboy, I'm just kidding. But I will tell you a story about Loverboy real quick. Excellent. Real quick little addendum. Um, there was a band called DOA. Yep. And they had a drummer named Chuck Biscuits. Oh, I know Chuck. Who, when you watch Chuck Biscuits play, it's like, get out of his way because he's just going to fucking level everything that gets in his way. Mm-hmm. He hates everybody, and he hates everything, and he plays his drums. He hits his drums like... Um, I'm, I'm getting ready to build a skyscraper and I'm hammering steel rods into the ground. So anyways, Chuck Biscuits also played in Black Flag. Yep. And he also played in the Circle Jerks. While he was playing in the Circle Jerks, he told us that at one point in time, the guys in Loverboy came to him and asked them, asked him if he would play with them. How awesome is that? <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, Canada. <laughs> um, and, and I love that place. Yeah. Three, three of the greatest cities in the world. I don't mean Edmonton. Um, no. I'm talking about Toronto, Montreal, and Vancouver. But anyways... Um, not only did we work with Dave Foley, we worked with Brian Posehn. Yeah. Who's brilliant. Yes, he is. Jack Black. Um, we are getting ready. We also work with David Yao from the Jesus Lizard. Yeah. He is amazing. We also worked with Jack Grisham, one of my favorite Southern California front men. Yep. From TSOL. And the Joy Killer. And what I, um, I'm not even going to mention any other any of his other bands, uh, including Cathedral of Tears. Um, but he, I, 
I've watched Jack turn into just a great human being, mm-hmm. like an in- intelligent, great human being, a sweetheart. Because he used to be somebody that you didn't really want to hang out with. Which meant back at that time, I was hanging out with Mike Roach and Ron Emery. Those were, they were uh, my OC, part of my OC drinking team. Mm -hmm. But we worked with all of these really great guys. And off is in the process, we are um, going to film, instead of a video, or a couple of videos, we're going to film a movie. Excellent. And our next record, our next recording, is going to be the soundtrack to the movie, Excellent. to our movie. Yes. That's fantastic. That, something has to happen there, because that is so that, that combination is just so great. It does not look like it was filmed on a shoestring budget, and it does not look like there was a lack of, of any kind of hard work behind that. I mean, the... <laughs> It's absolutely hilarious, but it's shot so well. It's like you're watching a movie already. I mean, you're already partway there. I mean, and speaking of Chuck Biscuits, to put it in perspective, the first show, I'm from Alaska. I grew up in Alaska. Uh, I'm 35. And my first actual show, like real concert, was Social Distortion on the White Light, White Heat record with Chuck Biscuits on drums. And he was the first live, full-on concert drummer I ever saw, and it blew my damn mind. And I had no idea who he was from before or, or anything else. I just saw, wow, they have an incredible drummer. And, uh, I mean, he was just hitting so hard. I'd never seen anyone play like that before. And then, of course, you know, grow up, you know, further and further and find out and work my way back through the the spider web of, of bands. But I, I thought it was – and then my high school band, uh, I had a uh, – my first punk rock band in high school opened for Bad Religion at the Egan Center up there, and that's where I met Greg Hetson, and that's how I heard of the Circle Jerks. And so it all kind of wraps around into, you know, starting to form my... And I had to go backwards into your world. Instead of coming, you know, experiencing it as it was happening, I went backwards, going back through the catalog. And that was kind of an interesting ride, but that's just a, neither here nor there. It was just, we mentioned Chuck Biscuits, and then... Of course, talking about Circle Jerks and Greg Hetson, but um, yeah, there you have it. <laughs> okay. But uh, tying that all together. But this movie, so this, it, you said you're having trouble with it. As far as getting well, that synopsis or getting it so concise that you could present it? Um, I have the story in my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've told it to maybe... Um, a dozen people. Yeah. Um, I thought that Jack, you know, telling Jack Black, he he said that he will be a part of it. Yeah. Um, but then uh, came the question, um, now, are you making an indie film, or are you going to go to, like, a big, ultra-mega-major corporate um, film company? you know, and do a, a big budget. And I said, well, there, there are special effects mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm, I'm not going to make this movie unless the special effects are there. And with, with the quality of the special effects, when I think of special effects, I think of Ray Harryhausen, who as a kid, he was the guy, 
Uh, he'd worked with uh, uh, Willis O'Brien on King Kong. Mm-hmm. That's where he started. And then he did um, The Seventh Voyage of Sinbad and um, Jason and the Argonauts, The Valley of Guanji. You know, he did the... Um, he, he did the... Um, it came from Beneath the Sea, which takes place in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. When the, the giant um, quadrupus, not octopus... Um, the, because his budget was, he didn't have that big of a budget, so he couldn't make the giant octopus be an octopus. He could only give it four tentacles. Mm -hmm. But that's one of my all-time favorite movies, Earth versus the Flying Saucers. You know, all of the Sinbad movies. Mm -hmm. Um, Gulliver's Travels. Um, Clash of the Titans, the original Clash of the Titans. Mm-hmm. Now, some of his special effects are kind of cheesy, but when I think of special effects, that's the guy that I think of. Granted, they're all of these new guys, these CGI guys, uh, green backdrop guys. Yeah. You know, I understand that that's going to be a part of it, and, and all of that stuff is very expensive, and I'm learning that... Um, you got to do it like years in advance because it takes them that long to do it. Yeah. So um, this is something that I would have wanted to have had going three or four years ago, but it just did. That, that's not the way my world works. Mm-hmm. That's not how my schedule unfolds. But I'm going to um, have a little bit of uh, a breathing space. And I'm going to hammer out um, the story. And I just have to figure out who I'm going to get to help write the story. Because it's a black comedy. Uh, It involves going to a place in the world where white people don't really go there. Mm -hmm. And let's say you're um, like an organization like Blackwater. Mm Mm-hmm. Or NATO, um, or you're some kind of mercenary, which that's basically what Blackwater is. Mm-hmm. They're just they're mercenaries, um, and that the guy that's in charge of Blackwater, his sister. Now we're talking about more horrible, um, yeah, inhabitants of this earth. Yeah, she's she's terrible. You know who his sister is? No. She's the one that's making all of our educational oh, um, decisions. Devos? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yes, yeah. I know exactly who you're talking about. It made me yeah. sick watching. The, oh, my God. She she bought her position. Yeah, she did. And, you know, we're the problem with... Uh, the the government here. There there are too many, like billionaires and multimillionaires. Yeah, there aren't any just common everyday decent people. You know that that know the difference between left and right. Mm-hmm. You know that know how to tie their shoes. Yep. 
have had struggle, somewhat of a struggle, at least a little bit, to know that it's not all sunshine and rainbows. I mean, I think that's worth its weight in gold. I mean, having to fend for yourself for a minute, you know, like some people have never had to tie their shoes, never had to wonder where their next meal's coming from, never been in a van rolling down the road trying to survive, you know, it's, it's, yeah, I know what you're saying. It's absolutely just asinine that, that whole situation. And I mean, I was, I was on the way to the studio to do this today and I was listening to the radio. It was just the radio on in the car and Ann Coulter was on. She comes on as some guest and starts talking about how to, to, to implement complete, uh, a complete closure of immigration for 10 years to America completely, just cut it off entirely. And talking about how, pro- how prosperous the country was when they did it the first time back towards the 50s, uh, before the pre-50s. And it was, <laughs> I had to turn it off. Well, here, here's a scenario about the immigration thing. I live in the state of California. Yeah. One of our big uh, exports is produce. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nuts, uh, pistachios, uh, almonds. Um, we grow a lot of lettuce. We grow a lot of oranges. We grow a lot of avocados, tomatoes. It, the the list goes on. Strawberries, blueberries. Um, who do you, do you know anybody that if they were like if they were fired and they needed to find a job immediately, that would be the place that they would go to like have to bend over all day long and mm-hmm. pick produce mm-hmm. no yeah, i i don't nobody. i don't i i don't think you know anybody none of your friends would do that it takes a, it takes a certain person to do that yep P- plus they're not getting paid a lot of money mm-hmm. and they already tried that experiment it was either alabama or mississippi where they took all of these people that were working in their produce, picking cotton or whatever they were, whatever they grow in those areas, mm-hmm. they they removed all of those people and all of those crops rotted in the fields, and. What's going to happen? How disastrous would would it be? How disastrous would it be if all of these people were rounded up and sent back across the border? It'd be catastrophic. It would very, very much so. Yeah, that's, that's the reason. That's the reason why uh, the state of California has kind of stepped up and said, "Well, you're not going to do that here." Yeah. You know, ICE. You can do you can do your uh, every now and then raids. We'll 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 allow you that much, but you're you're not you're not removing the people from the fields. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen. Not not going to happen in a million years. Yeah. And one of the things that these pro wall uh, send them back to where they came from 
uh, you don't speak English, your skin's not the same color as mine, why don't you go back to where you came from? All of these people um, don't understand. There, there's there's a, a history to this continent mm-hmm. that, that, that also includes um, Canada and mm-hmm. Mexico and Central and South America, is that... These people that they're rounding up and sending back to where they need to go, uh, a lot of them were here before us. Yeah, they were. They were like they were the people that lived here, um, that were run off their land. You know, the indigenous people. Yep. We, we, if we were to be nice to the Sioux Nation and the. Seminoles and the Hopi and the Apache and the Arapaho and the Blackfoot. If we were to be as nice as we possibly could be to these people, we still would not be able to make up for what happened to all of their people before them. Absolutely. Terrible, terrible things. I mean, we, yeah, you know, Alaska too. I mean, all those, all the uh, Alaska natives that just got. Well, no, you're talking about the Eskimos. Yeah. I'm going yeah, to point out a quick thing about the Eskimos. Sure. Um, if you look at the Eskimo, mm-hmm. they um, actually have a bit of a, um, uh, an Asian look to them. Mm-hmm. Like, like their eyelids are um, closer together. Yeah. And they also aren't your typical indigenous uh, red man or red skin or uh, American Indian Mm -hmm. because they're so close, you know, being in Alaska, being up there, being close to the Bering Strait, they were able to mingle with the Chinese, those people on the other side side of the Bering Strait. Mm-hmm. That's that's where you get the Eskimo. I'm just now I'm just trying to be kind of like a historian, you know. <laughs> well, there's actually a, there's a few there's a few uh tribes up there that that uh, in Alaska there's the the Inuit and the Athabascan and the Tlingit. There's a whole bunch. I grew up in the Panhandle on an island. And right. uh, man, such great people and just the horrible things that happen. I, oh, it just drives me crazy. The things people don't know or don't or choose not to think about or acknowledge. I mean, it's that whole thing you're talking about where there's that whole privilege and everything. Oh, I don't need to know about that because I'm already in this situation that's better. You know, that glossy look in the eye that uh, has never known hunger or a struggle in in their life. It's just outrageous. No, yeah. Um, but shit well i mean keith this this has been awesome dude i i i'm really glad we're talking about what we're talking about because you've been you've been in music and entertainment a long time you've been interviewed a thousand times or well over a thousand times i'm sure and the questions are all the same i'm sure wanting to know you know, tell me again about this and tell me again about that. When you've got so many things going on in the present, we have so many things going on in the present. 
you know, it's really refreshing to not go down that road. You know, if someone wants to know about, you know, uh, Black Flag or Circle Jerks or, or you know, Midget yeah, but Dewey, I'm gonna, I'm, uh, Dewey, I'm going to cut you off real, real quick. Okay. Here's the thing when it comes to interviews. There, there's certain standard inquiries that are going to be asked. Mm-hmm. And these certain standard inquiries um, get repeated over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah. And it's like, I don't want to ever have to answer that question again. But there's a bottom line to this. Um, each time I answer that certain inquiry that's been asked several dozen thousand times before Mm -hmm. is that the people that are uh, listening to what we're talking about right now, and Mm -hmm. um, well, that's Keith Morris. You know, I know that he was a member of the Circle Jerks and Black Flag, and he's in a band called Off, and blah, 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 blah. You know, I know about him. I've read his book. But there, there, there are people that are listening to what we're doing that might not even know who I am. You know, maybe maybe they just stumble upon your show. Mm-hmm. That's very true. And and they and they hear us talking, and uh, they don't know who I am, and they might say, uh, they might think to themselves, "Well, that guy, he he's got a really weird voice, or <laughs> God, he he presents himself like he's a know-it-all, arrogant asshole, or he's this, or he's that, or." You know, I, I'm interested in what he's saying, or, oh, God, this guy's terrible. All of these horrible things that he's saying, I don't agree with him. But I'll listen, I'll, I'll give it another couple more minutes. There, um, each, each interview is a whole new set of circumstances. And the, the, the whole idea is, you know, you'll have people that you'll go to interview that'll tell you, um, they'll flat out say, I'm not answering this. Do not ask me about that. Mm -hmm. You know, I could say, don't ask me about Henry Rollins. I'm not here to talk about Henry Rollins. Don't ask me about Greg Ginn. Not here to talk about Greg Ginn. Mm -hmm. Um, Greg Hudson, maybe. I don't know. You know, um, it's just, it is what it is. Sure. Absolutely. And that's, I mean, in those instances, I would go to that person in, I mean, I've, I've emailed, uh, Henry and asked him to come on the show and, and, uh, you know, with scheduling and stuff, maybe sometime that'll happen. And I'll talk to him about Henry Rollins. You know what I mean? Like when I, when I asked to interview someone, I want to know about them. I want to know, you know, how they got to where they are, how, where they are now, what they're doing, you know, how their mind works like this. That's why this has been so cool is because we've just talked, you know, just had just let it fly. And that's exactly what I liked about other when I've seen other uh, conversations you've had where you, you always speak your mind, you know, and I've, I appreciate that. And that's that's something that I like to foster on the show is just having, you know, a conversation, not here's that's a list. Right. Right. And I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I I really appreciate that you know. because um, who wants to who wants to do homework? Exactly. Well, I sat up until six o'clock this morning coming up with these uh, twelve questions that I'm going to ask you. Yeah. Um, you know, um, 
How you doing? What are you doing? Why do you do it? Yeah. Where do you live? Why do you live there? Why do you exist? <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. And that's something, especially with podcasts, radio. I mean, a lot of them are very formulaic. And I, I just, it's almost a challenge to, to interview someone who's been interviewed so many times. Because it is... I mean, everything's the same. Well, all right, we're going to talk about this. I think I watched maybe two interviews with you before this that, that, you know, I've seen many, but just in, I guess you could say in preparation for this, just to kind of get an idea, there was one where a guy came and played Nervous Breakdown with you acoustic on his motorcycle, and you actually said, okay, now we're nearing the part where we talk about off. And I was like, oh, my God, this is brilliant. Because you were like leading it right through, it was hilarious. I mean, you knew that was the next question, and you said it before you could even say it. Well, now we're going to move on to talk about off, and I almost oh man, it was absolutely brilliant. <laughs> I'm not sure if you well, remember thank that interview, you. but but uh, uh, you know what, I don't because um, at this point um, I'm. De- depending upon what's going on, I, I could be uh, this week. I'm tomorrow night. I'm reading from my book. Mm-hmm. Uh, before I read from my book, I've got to go over to a friend's house. He does a podcast, so um, you know I'm 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 constantly. I, I got a bunch of stuff going on, and when I say I got a bunch of stuff going on, that also includes talking to people on the phone or answering. Uh, questions e- through the internet and the ether and the black hole in the sky. Mm-hmm. Have you thought about starting your own podcast or your own um, I audio have done, journal? I've, I, I've, I've actually done it in the past. Okay. And um, the, the, the problem that I had, that I encompassed... Mm-hmm. Uh, excuse me, encountered, not encompassed, but that's part of it, too. Um, the, the, the people were uh, constantly saying, starting next week, we're, we're going to be able to um, pay you for all of the work that you've done here. And... Um, it went on and on it, over the course of a year, mm-hmm. and then I realized the people that were supposed to step up and fund the radio station decided not to, mm-hmm. and then it just kind of piddled away. Interesting. That seems yeah. to happen quite a bit, I'm sure. Man. Well, I mean, I, I, you've got a lot to say, and I, 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 I could just see it going really uh, being, you know, a, a, a good creative outlet to just get things out of your head. You know, you could even just sit down and it, you could put a recorder in your car and talk on your way home from something and just put it out. I mean, you don't even have to have guests or anything; just, just you know, speak your mind. And I think there's enough of an audience out there that would pick up on it and and uh, maybe take something from it. You know, just an idea. I mean, it's it's. Uh, you know, for someone who's been interviewed so many times, it may be nice just to be on the other end, you know, and, and, uh, you know, zero pressure and just kind of talk. But 
Well, this was this was good because it was very loose, yeah. and you know there were no strings attached. Sure, it was all good. Yeah, yeah. I had a good time. I did too, man. I'm really glad you had a good time. I you was, know, even though I did come off as a, an arrogant <laughs> prick-like ass, that, that's that's life. Hey. Hey, I've done worse things. I don't think you came off that way at all, and I, I, I think you just spoke your mind, and that was a good platform to do it. And I think my listeners will really enjoy it. And I, you know, it was an honor to speak to you and and spend some time with you. I, I, I appreciate you taking the time out of your day, and and uh, I know your schedule's hectic and and everything else, and you got all this stuff going. You're not feeling good today, and that's and still, you know, stepping up. I appreciate it, and and uh, wish you all the best, Keith. Well, thank you, Dewey, and good luck with your show. Thank you, sir. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Mr. Keith Morris from Black Flag, The Circle Jerks, and Off, and we had a great time. I hope you guys did, too. Um, Always glad to hear your feedback. Definitely shoot it my way if you have it. Uh, PeerPleasurePod at gmail.com. Check out our Amazon affiliate link. Um, It's uh, PeerPleasurePodcast.com slash Amazon. Anything you buy through that link gives the show 4% and it costs you nothing. It's absolutely simple and it always, always helps us out. Hit that donate button on the website if you like listening to the show. If you've listened to every episode, throw some money on that donate button. Help us out. Keep the lights on. You know the show is free, but it definitely does cost money to host all this. So um, always appreciate that. So tune in next week. We've got another huge episode uh, with Mr. Buzz Osborne from the Melvins. And, uh, you know, another living legend on the show two weeks in a row. Uh, could not feel more lucky to get these guests on the show. And and really a big shout out to the publicists who've been reaching out. Um, you know, Monica at Speakeasy, uh, just a fantastic person. And uh, hopefully they're listening and, and hear this shout out. But these publicists really help out getting these guys on the show, uh, making all the arrangements, really go above and beyond. I've been really impressed. So big thanks to them we've got some big episodes coming up even after that but definitely tune in next week for buzz uh from the melvins that was a fun interview we did between two vans out back of the hawthorne theater uh here in portland oregon when they played last week and uh yeah had a blast so week after week glad to have you guys back and definitely join us next week if you are listening on adobe uh you get the first hour of the interview the rest is on itunes right afterwards so definitely download rate and subscribe tell a friend tell your family spread the word of the show and keep coming back to us every single week as you have really appreciate you can't say it enough and we'll see you next week and we'll see you on the radio
Hey there, I am Johnny Christ from Avenge Sevenfold, and I've got a podcast called Drinks with Johnny you're going to want to check out. I sit down with a bunch of different people from all different walks of life, from professional wrestlers to actors, comedians, fighters, musicians, everything in between. I'm just looking to make some friends and have a good time doing it. So if that sounds like something you're into, go check out Drinks with Johnny, streaming everywhere now.